Welcome back for another episode. Welcome back to the Three Under Par podcast. This is a golf podcast where little white balls life. I'm your host T Bone, and I'm again your only host here tonight. As you guys can see, had a little hiccup there on the intro. Normally relying on our our boy Scotty T for that, but again, Scotty T is taking the week off. Had some stuff going on last week. This week. He's uh, exploring the Italian countryside, so I think we can give him a pass this week as well. I know uh, Scotty T's having a good time. I think he's going to see Rome, Italy. Um, yeah, Rome is in Italy. That makes sense. Rome, Florence, uh, all the all the good spots, all the good stops. So um, should be a good good time for him for sure. And I actually think the Ryder Cup. This year is in Italy. Maybe Scotty T can get us some coverage in Italy. Highly doubtful, but no, I, I think he's going to have a good time. He's with his NBA program, so relaxing. I'm really not sure what they're doing, but uh, I, I'm sure he's having a good time. But in the meantime, we got a big golf week. We got PGA Championship coming up, second major of the year, a lot of different storylines. A lot of things to discuss, um, but before we do, uh, for those of you that didn't last week, listen last week, we had an exciting announcement. We got our first official partnership with Drinking Buddy. It For those of you that haven't seen the episode or, or listened, uh, Drinking Buddy is a all-natural supplement that you take before your last drink to, to help you from feeling like crap the next day with us being golfers we thought this was the perfect brand to, to partner with i know we've all had that the late nights and early tea times and it can be a day ruiner you take drinking buddy and you're feeling good it, it can it can be a game changer for sure so go check out their website drinkingbuddy.com use promo code three under at checkout and you'll go ahead and get a 10 percent discount and you'll help us out too just to be fully transparent. So uh, we appreciate the support so far, getting some orders in and uh, hope we're, we're helping make you guys feel better. So glad we covered that. So before we get into the PGA championship, I think it was a pretty exciting week in golf, a few different things to, to cover this week. And uh, as a quick recap, and then I think we want to do a quick, quick, um, intro to the pga championship i'm gonna try as hard as i can to to cover all the topics while speaking to myself uh it's kind of difficult i kind of feel like a narcissist to be honest with you just hearing myself talk for for 20 30 minutes so might might get you guys out of here a little bit earlier um put some time back in your day man we're getting to the corporate talk already yeah we don't know where this is going but Appreciate you guys hopping along for the ride. So um, let, let's go ahead and get into it. All right. So one thing I wanted to, to first touch on was we had a live golf event this week. I have some some family out in Tulsa, and one of my my cousins got tickets, and it sounds like he had a lot of connections, friends who lived on the course or were members. And 
he said verbatim that it was the best golf tournament he's ever been to in his life. <laughs> so I haven't had the chance to actually talk to many, if any, uh, people who have attended the tournament. Sounded like my, my cousin did have a pretty sweet setup, but he said it was outrageous and the best golf tournament he's ever been to. He said that there was music blaring on every tee box and green. If you follow the the Live Golf Instagram account, they they straight up had like a New Orleans Mardi Gras themed hole, and they had like a five person brass band playing while people were uh, while people were putting out. So really helping you concentrate there. Um, what else did he say? Um, there was actual yeah other live music bands if anyone's ever heard of the king cabbage brad's band near the eighth hole and they ripped he said just a ridiculous event so uh some other things he said there were tables and waiters on every hole um tons of tons of alcohol tons of music uh live music speakers all that stuff so i think that was kind of a I don't know if I want to say refreshing view, but maybe if you're a live fan, but my cousin had really good things to say. So, um, you know, maybe they're just going all in on that party vibe. That's what it kind of seems like back a few weeks ago in Australia, they had the waste management, uh, waste management type of party hole in Australia. They were ripping the shoeys and they had Burt Kreischer there, the machine. So, I almost feel like they're playing into that party, party vibe. This isn't the old man's golf game. This is a new, new generation, and, and we're doing it different. So we'll give them a little bit of credit, credit there, because I've heard some good things, and I guess it's kind of you know a good time for for a lot of the the uh, tournament tournament fans. But the reason I say that is because I'm also about to shit on them right now with uh, some of the other things that I've heard, the storylines from this week. So as y'all have heard us talk about for weeks now, Liv finally got their TV deal with the CW. And it almost felt like this was the week. You know, I, I heard good things from the crowds. They're getting their A players starting to play well, and they got exactly what they wanted. They got Dustin Johnson, Cam Smith, and I think maybe Brendan Grace, who's – Maybe maybe not the top tier of a live or PGA Tour guy, but he's had status. He's been a player. He's contended, contended in majors. But more importantly, you had DJ and you had Cam Smith, arguably the, the top two recruits into live, and they're in a playoff. So I wasn't watching because, again, I don't have the CW. But from what I was told, the CW coverage – ended on the dot at 6 p.m. despite a playoff between the two top players in the entire league. And depending on where you were located, you were given a different broadcast, and it definitely wasn't golf. So some of the things I heard were uh, Family Feud came on at 6, um, an episode of Blackish came on at 6, I think there was like a infomercial type of magazine show that came on six. So if I really cared about 
let's go back. If they did this on the PGA Tour, if NBC or CBS did, typically it's sixty minutes. That would that would be a, a bummer, but they always have things in place to where the tournament's going to keep going because they plan for playoffs and it's just another just laughing thing to laugh at at live when you know they they finally get are starting to get things right and then you get episodes of family feud and blackish and you can't watch the end of the tournament so um you know i i think we kind of talk about the same things every week within but uh Tournament ended. DJ made birdie in the last hole. So seems like he's playing well. It seems like Cam's playing well. And as usual, I think what we saw in the Masters are probably going to play well in this major. Probably shock a lot of people, but I don't know how, how shocked we should be anymore. But uh, regardless, I, I thought I thought it was probably a good week for Liv. But again, there's been a lot of jokes about the TV coverage, which is a bummer. All right. Let's jump to some PGA Tour. We had a a flash uh, flash from the past. Jason Day getting it done at the Byron Nelson this week. For those of you that have been following golf for a while, Jason Day was has made it all the way to number one in the world and has really been plagued by injuries. He, he was really close to his mom who raised him, who died a few years ago, and Kind of a, a variety of different things have just led to him not playing good golf. And really the last two years have been really solid for the guys. So uh it it was it was good to see him win. He's been trending in the right direction for a while. And one thing that made me feel really, really old this week is I remember watching Jason Day back in his prime probably five to ten years ago. His his I think it was around 2016 was when he reached number one in the world. And he, he had a streak where he was always winning. And his kid, who was, who knows how old he was. He was, you know, maybe around five years old. His name was Dash Day. Jason Day would win every week. And Dash Day had this long flow. And he was like a little kid who'd go greet his dad every day on the, uh, on the 18th green when he won. And it's just this little kid. And then, you know, Jason Day proceeds to, Kind of take have some off years and he, he finally wins for the first time in five years. And uh yeah, Dash Day is a full grown man. This dude is I wouldn't say facial hair, but he is a he is a in his prime years of a teenager and looks as big as his dad, and that freaked me the fuck out seeing just watching this kid almost feel like age overnight. So that was not cool. Not to mention that they also have like five new kids. So I don't know. I happy for Jason Day. It's a great win. Happy to see him back. He's been playing well, but that really freaked me out. And he Jason Day's an Aussie and watching him get his try on these custom made cowboy hats. I think that was part of the trophy. So that that was pretty funny to see. So um good win for good win for the uh the Day family. Uh, I also would recommend on YouTube, there's a Instagram golf Instagram account that does basically the equivalent of MTV Cribs for golfers. There's an episode with Jason Day. He lives out in Columbus, Ohio, and has the coolest golf facility you've ever seen. 
on his property. He has like a house with a putting green that moves, variety of different bunkers, putting greens, chipping greens, full range, almost a full range simulator, a room for his instructor to stay in. It is awesome. Highly recommend. And it's in Columbus, Ohio, which I will actually be attending. I'll be going to Columbus in a few weeks for the Memorial Tournament. More on that in a few weeks. But, uh, but um, yeah, uh, good win for Jason Day. And, and to really wrap up the week before we get into the PGA Championship, um, I thought there was a pretty cool story this week also with Sung J.M. So Sung J.M. is from South Korea. I'm 90% sure from South Korea. And the dude does not take weeks off for golf. He loves golf. He grinds. I'm pretty sure he does not miss a tournament. I think he plays every single week. And last week was Quail Hollow. This week was the Byron Nelson, which I think is kind of a dud. It, it's been bouncing around courses lately. Sorry, maybe the Dallas guys can give me shit or justify what I'm saying there, but it, it just, eh, especially the week before major. But anyways, Sung Jay, Sung Jay M played in Quail Hollow in the Carolinas a week ago, flew to South Korea, played in a some Korean tournament, won. Now he's flying back to the U.S. for the PGA Championship this week. So not only is he he grinding but he's flying across the world to continue to play golf so i respect the hell out of that sung jay is always easy to root for and uh pretty interesting character loves like i think he's quoted by saying i, I love the like spicy food in the u.s and i can't believe how uh <laughs> he has some quote around i can't believe how hot all the pga tour wives are so uh ladies sung jay is single and uh, apparently ready to mingle, but fortunately he's going to be on the golf course a lot, potentially flying to, to South Korea to play. So anyways, I don't know where we're going with that, but uh, cheers to Sung Jay, big win for him as well. And he's uh, definitely trending headed, headed into the PGA championship. All right. PGA championship. So I was turning on live from the PGA Championship on the Golf Channel this week. Couldn't find anything online, so I'm going to need the, the listeners to help me out here. Brad Faxon, who is relatively new to coverage, PGA Champions Tour veteran. I think he has over 700 starts on the tour. Has a, And he's doing a lot of the, the coverage for the Golf Channel. Turned on the TV, and he has a pretty nasty black eye. Couldn't find anything. So could it even be a potential golf gossip story if if something did happen. So if you guys got anything, check up on that for me. Um, but anyways, they uh, they were they had Brad Faxon, who is unofficially become Rory's putting coach, and he told us that Rory will a hundred percent better than he has been so i'm really interested to to see how that does play out um rory has gone back to his original spider tailor-made putter but he's 
hasn't played in a while. We, we've talked a bit about him missing tournaments, missing out on some money, but he has a miscut at the, the Masters, and then he has 40, 50th place finish or so at Quail Hollow. So I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of tired of Rory talking about Rory. I think he's been a really common talking point been kind of disappointing but this might be exactly what he needed some time off under the radar playing like crap low expectations comes in and gets a w so well that that's uh one thing to monitor um additionally so that the pga championship this year is at oak hill it's in rochester new york and don't know a whole lot about this course but it really does have a lot of history um, this course actually was opened by two Ford execs back in the early 1900s. And since then, it's hosted a variety of different majors and big tournaments. I think it's actually the only course that's hosted, I think it was a PGA Championship, U.S. Open, Ryder Cup, like a couple of women's amateur tournaments. Um, but anyways, they've, they, they've, had a lot of history with the, with this um, with this country club Oak Hill, and uh, I, I think it has been a um, you know a good test. And apparently, it it actually was one of those older courses, and they did a full renovation um, to to really get their names back into the the major rotation. So while they were doing that. A few years back, they I think it was around 2019, they put in millions into renovating the course and and the different facilities. And then in 2022, there was actually a terrible fire in one of the main buildings. And I don't think anyone was hurt. And a lot of the property wasn't damaged, but there was one of the main buildings that was totally destroyed, engulfed in flames. So um, just a, a few things to, to touch on there. But... Um, yeah, so uh, what else do we want to talk about? I, th I think there are, uh, you know, so we've talked about Rory a little bit. We talked about Rory completing the career Grand Slam. Another one we always got to bring up until he does it, unfortunately, is Mr. Jordan Spieth. So I think Spieth is currently on um, in the field for the tournament. He did withdraw last week because of a, a hurt wrist. So I think, you know, last I checked, the wrist is important for golf. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm curious to know how he's going to play. I, again, I don't have very high expectations um, for him. And I think me and Scotty T have talked about this in the past. When there is the continuous conversation of a career Grand Slam, it's always going to be talked about. It's always going to be more pressure, and it's going to be hard to to not be thinking about that when you're in the position. So I don't know what to expect from him. Um, I was kind of thinking about it. So we have Rory with the with Augusta to complete the career grand slam. We have Spieth with the PGA Championship, and it's so hard not to think about Rom just being the clear outright favorite here, but we have Rom with the PGA championship and the British open. And it kind of makes you wonder, 
does Rom have a better chance of completing career grand slam at this point than these two guys, Rory and Jade, Rory and uh, and Jordan? And I don't. It, it's so hard to get into the heat of the moment with how good guys are playing, but it is a possibility. And even considering throwing Scotty in there, um, Scotty only having the Masters, but honestly, is just as good as Rom on any given week. And um, it, it just, you know, kind of makes you wonder. And fortunately is more of a conversational topic than me talking to myself about it. But, um, you know, something I've, uh, I've kind of thought about um, going into this week. All right. Um, I think another thing to touch on is we always kind of joke about the the PGA championship being a a dud and maybe not a dud but definitely the the least important of the majors and even at times a uh you know the fifth major uh putting the players above it but um it can it can be a great tournament and there's been a lot of exciting finishes and there's been a lot of history throughout the PGA Championship. So I, I came across a, a few stats that I thought were were pretty interesting and hopefully give a little more spice as we get ready for the PGA Championship. So one of those was um, 17 people share the tournament record for um, lowest round in a PGA Championship, and that's a 63. So – um ah shit i'm sorry so let's scratch that scotty t is normally um yeah i don't know where i'm let, let's scratch that but i feel like scotty t is normally my uh information guy is pulling up this this kind of stuff up thought i read something right but i did it so one thing i did want to touch on though The last time the PGA Championship was played at Oak Hill, um, do you know who our champion was? A lot of people at the top of your head would not guess this, and probably I would say don't, wouldn't even think this person is a major champion. But that's Mr. Jason Duffner. Mr. Jason Duffner defending at Oak Hill 10 years later. Um, I think he's had just the funniest, weirdest career, borderline saddest career, um, but such a lovable, likable guy who really just seems like does not care about anything. Um, and I, I would say borderline a fan favorite. So I'm definitely curious to, to see how uh, Mr. Duffner does, uh, does this week. And um uh, you know, also another fan favorite who unfortunately will be out of the field this week is uh, Mr. John Daly. Um, withdrawing, I, I assume, to injuries, but um, yeah, will not will not be playing this week. All right, last fun fact. I'm having so much fun. Are you guys having fun? I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm running out of gas. Um, I'm I'm needing my partner here, Scotty T, but. I did think this was a very cool fact about the PGA Championship. 
And one thing that's very underrated about the PGA Championship is the Watermaker Trophy. So, a little bit of history on the Watermaker Trophy. Watermaker Trophy, and I've always thought it was Watermaker. I think everyone does. It's Wanamaker. Watermaker Trophy. Anyways, I'm not going to say that again. But the, the trophy was made and manufactured by a company out of New York. And um, this is the same company that would go on to make the Heisman Trophy. The Watermaker, Watermaker was also made 18 years before the Heisman Trophy. And I think that just makes you kind of think about how much history and uh, almost prestige goes into the PGA Championship and specifically the trophies. So I thought that was really cool. Um, it weighs 34 pounds. I'm not sure how much the uh, the Heisman Trophy weighs, but this thing looks huge. And when you ever see, you know, people have it, it takes up a full seat in the car. People a lot of the time forget the top falls off. Something Morikawa uh, infamously did a, a few years ago. But um, yeah, I thought that was cool. Thought that was a pretty fun fact. But uh, yeah, folks, this is this is a a big week, PGA Championship. Big. Uh, we always like to do big, um, you know, previews and reviews. And I'm honestly kind of running out of steam doing this alone. So I'm going to go ahead and kind of wrap it up. I think what last thing I want to touch on was I've talked about this a little bit. So I was kind of blue in the face, but full swing really focuses on the PGA championship from last year. And I, I really forget how good of a tournament it was. Zalatoris, um, Zalatoris, JT going into a playoff. Mito making a double bogey on the last – double or triple? I think double bogey to not even get into the playoff, leading for forever, then ending up going to live. JT making an insane comeback so late and getting into the playoff. Fitzpatrick barely missing out and then going to redeem himself. It was a great PGA championship, and I, I would love to, to um, you know, just have something half as good as it was last year. But I think, unfortunately, there is going to be some weather issues, so that's always a bummer. I, I was hoping we, we already did our time with the rain delays and all the wind at Augusta, so hopefully we can get some good weather going into this week. But major number two, I'm excited. Um, I hope you guys are excited. I'm sure there's a lot I missed this week, but we're keeping it brief. I I'm doing this solo, so you guys got to stick with me. But uh, all right. I think that's all we got, people. Um, thanks again for tuning in. Um, again, for those of you that are going to drink on the course this weekend or drink the night before, try out Drinking Buddy. Again, go to their website, use our promo code. You can also get them on Amazon, but we'd obviously prefer the promo code, so that'd be tight. And it's major week. Um, not going to be productive, too productive this week, um, but, but we're excited. I'm sure all of you are, so... Thanks again for tuning in for another episode of the 300 Par Podcast. And remember, little white ball is life. T-bone out. See y'all next week.